Section 9 of the English Restoration and Louis XIV by Osmond Airy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 6 Close of the War with Spain. Number 1 Defeat of Conde and Safety of France. The prince had now taken the last step in treason. He had formally enlisted in the service of Spain and with a mixed force of thirty thousand men appeared in france in the spring of sixteen fifty four turenne could only bring sixteen thousand troops to oppose him but the spirit of his troops was high soon the interest of the war centred around two places arras and stenay the latter was besieged by the french on june nineteenth while arras was at the same moment attacked by Condé all europe stood watching the strife for the first success would probably decide the war paris was in a ferment of expectation while circumstances known only to mazarin invested the issue with singular importance conde was indefatigable but he was feebly seconded by his spanish colleagues whose punctilious pride had been annoyed by his arrogance within arras a very different spirit reigned the defences of the town were weak and the inhabitants were spanish but the governor had no thought of surrender and the officers of the garrison swore to one another to die at their posts meanwhile their brethren outside stenay encouraged by the presence of louis pushed the siege with such vigour that on august fifth the town capitulated and the besiegers at once hurried off to attack conde before arras a desperate effort of the prince to carry the place before these forces came up failed on the twenty fourth turenne by a night attack forced his lines and compelling him to retreat in confusion pursued him almost to the walls of brussels the northern frontier was now safe the treason of arcourt the governor of alsace and philipsburg who had taken possession of breisach and had assumed the position of an independent prince gave mazarin an opportunity of securing also the frontier of the rhine unable at first to bribe the commander the cardinal bribed his men arcourt finding himself defenceless listened to the minister's offers of fifty thousand livres and mazarin took the governments of alsace and philipsburg into his own hands before the beginning of the next campaign took place a scene which marked the distance over which the monarchy had moved since the beginning of mazarin's career on march twentieth sixteen fifty five a lit de justice was held for imposing taxes rendered necessary by the war louis was hunting at vincennes when the news reached him that the parliament was discussing the new acts with the view of remonstrating suddenly he appeared unannounced in the palais de justice in the dress in which he had ridden hard from vincennes and with marks of anger in his face intervening at once in the discussion he expressed his surprise at this audacity curtly forbade the continuation of the proceedings and then left the hall as abruptly as he had entered it the parlement never again ventured to incur a similar rebuke the same lesson was taught in a still higher quarter the pope refused to declare that a vacancy had been caused in the archbishopric of paris by de retz's forced resignation in prison a compromise was arranged 
but the pope insisted that the terms of the agreement should receive the sanction of the assembly of the clergy and of the parlement mazarin unhesitatingly refused the condition in the most emphatic terms he laid down the doctrine that the absolute and despotic power in france was with the king and that no organization whatsoever in the kingdom could pretend to the smallest share and it illustrates the national and anti-papal character of the gallican church that mazarin was strongly supported by the clergy in this position the summer campaign of sixteen fifty five was little more than a military parade on foreign ground everywhere france was now on the offensive fortress after fortress was captured and in november the leaderless army of the duke of lorraine who had been arrested by the spaniards and imprisoned in madrid was taken into french pay fortune was more evenly balanced in italy and catalonia though there too the french had more than held their own number two the english alliance mazarin was now bent upon an alliance which if successful must finish the war a deadly blow would be struck at the strength of spain if dunkirk mardic and gravelines the possession of which was of vital importance to her communication with flanders as well as enabling her to ruin french commerce on that coast could be wrested from her for this the cooperation of some maritime power was necessary and mazarin determined at all costs to secure england with cromwell the only diplomatist by whose astuteness he confessed himself baffled he had been negotiating since sixteen fifty one but up to this moment with no result in sixteen fifty four the protector found himself courted by both the great powers he told them the terms on which his help might be had in each case they were dictated by the two main principles of his policy the desire to make england mistress of the seas with a foothold on the continent and the desire to protect protestantism from spain he must have calais when taken from the french freedom of trade with the american colonies and a cessation of all attacks by the inquisition upon english merchants in spain the first condition met with no favour in spain since it would place her communication with the netherlands at the mercy of england to the second and third she returned a flat refusal to grant them she said would be giving up the king's two eyes from france cromwell demanded dunkirk when captured from the spaniards and promise of toleration for the huguenots and mazarin was ready to accede to these terms mutual jealousies and varying interests hindered an understanding and the massacre of the protestant waldenses in piedmont by the duke of savoy would have caused the negotiations to be broken off had not mazarin yielded to cromwell's demand and compelled the duke to grant the survivors favourable terms at length on november third sixteen fifty five a treaty was signed at westminster based upon freedom of commerce and an engagement that neither country should assist the enemies or rebels of the other mazarin consented to expel charles the second and james and twenty named royalists from france cromwell similarly agreed to dismiss from england the emissaries of conde but mazarin was soon anxious for a more effectual bond the french army had sustained a grievous disaster 
by a victory of Condé at Valenciennes, July 15, 1656, which threatened the loss of all the advantages of the campaign. The financial embarrassments, too, were very great. The army was unpaid, and peasant risings were taking place in various parts of the kingdom. Cromwell had equally good reasons for drawing closer to France, for Spain was preparing actively to assist Charles II. French and English interests thus coinciding, an alliance was signed at Paris on March 23, 1657. Gravelines and Dunkirk were to be at once besieged both by land and sea. England was to send 6,000 men to assist the French army. Gravelines was to become French and Dunkirk English. Should the former fall first, it was to be held by England until Dunkirk too was taken. Mazarin disarmed the hostility felt by the French clergy to such an alliance with heretics by a clause preserving the Catholic religion in any towns taken by the English. The danger that England might gain too strong a hold on the continent was guarded against by her promise to attack no other towns in Flanders. The alliance was not a moment too soon. The campaign of 1657 had opened disastrously. The tide was, however, turned by the arrival of the English contingent. Montmédy was immediately besieged and capitulated on August 4th. The effect was again to make Mazarin hang back from further effort, since it seemed possible now to make peace with Spain and thereby avoid an English occupation of Dunkirk. But Cromwell would stand no trifling, and his threats were so clear that Mazarin determined to act loyally and without delay. On September 30th, Turenne laid siege to Mardyk, which protected Dunkirk, and took it in four days. It was at once handed over to the English. Mazarin had meanwhile gained an important diplomatic success. The Emperor Ferdinand III had died on April 1st, 1657. Mazarin knew that in breach of the Treaty of Westphalia he had been constantly sending help to Spain, and that Leopold, his son, was now doing the same he determined to seize the opportunity of depriving his enemy of so important a source of support. For the next eighteen months he exhausted all the resources of diplomacy to oppose Leopold's succession to the imperial title, putting forward first Louis the Fourteenth and then the elector of Bavaria as rival claimants. To secure his election, Leopold found himself compelled by the electors whom Mazarin had won by wholesale bribery to sign a capitulation by which he bound himself to observe with scrupulousness the terms of the Peace of Westphalia. On August 14, 1658, Mazarin managed further to form the Rhine League by which six of the electors, with the King of Sweden, joined with France in an engagement to compel Leopold during three years faithfully to observe his word. The expense incurred by France was ruinous, but the need of neutralizing Leopold's sympathies with Spain was immediate, and the value of the influence gained in German affairs was of vital importance to Mazarin's future plans. Meanwhile, the great blow had been struck in the north. At the demand of Cromwell, a fresh agreement had been made in the spring of 1658, by which the siege of Dunkirk had without further delay been begun. 
under turenne's command and encouraged by the presence of louis the combined english and french forces worked with desperate energy against the almost insuperable difficulties of the position aggravated as they were by bad weather want of provisions and munitions of war and eruptions of the ocean on june tenth turenne learned that don juan of austria and conde accompanied by the dukes of york and gloucester at the head of some english royalist regiments had arrived at furne intending to force his lines leaving sufficient men to continue the siege he at once marched to meet them so confident were the spanish commanders in their numbers and so inefficient was don john himself that all proper precautions were neglected conde knowing to whom he was opposed foresaw the coming disaster turning to the young duke of gloucester he asked him if he had ever seen a battle the duke replied that he had not then said conde in half an hour you shall see how one can be lost he was not deceived the picked spanish infantry supported by the english and irish auxiliaries under james held the dunes or low sand-hills on the right straight up against them sinking deep in the sand at each step went the ironsides with an impetuous valour which was the wonder of all who saw conde on the left met turenne's onslaught with such desperate energy that he twice repulsed him and nearly broke through his lines but in the end the discipline of the ironsides and the skill of turenne won a crushing victory at the battle of the dunes june thirteenth sixteen fifty eight dunkirk immediately surrendered and on the twenty fifth was in cromwell's possession two months later gravelines also fell a short and brilliant campaign followed in which don john and conde shut up in brussels and tournay respectively were compelled to remain inactive while fortress after fortress fell into french hands a few days after the fall of gravelines cromwell died september third sixteen fifty eight but mazarin was now near his goal utterly defeated on her own soil beaten too by the portuguese at elvas and threatened in milan her army ruined her treasury bankrupted without a single ally in europe spain stood at last powerless before him the rest he felt was but the work of diplomatic skill and in diplomatic skill now that cromwell was dead he had no master to him the prospects of peace were at least as welcome as to spain for france so terrible was her exhaustion after thirty years of ceaseless foreign and civil war maintained only by taxation of crushing severity was from every corner of her devastated departments literally crying aloud for repose number three the peace of the pyrenees the treaty between france and spain dealt in the first place with accomplished facts by a preliminary arrangement on february sixteen fifty nine all the conquests made by france previous to the english alliance were to remain hers for ever but the places captured by turenne in the last campaign except mardique which was held by france and dunkirk which was retained by england with valence mortara in italy and several towns in catalonia were to be restored to spain artois with the exception of air and saint-omer roussillon and alsace became french soil while by the cession of many fortresses in luxembourg hainaut and flanders 
her foot was planted firmly in the low countries bound in honour and gratitude to do what they could for conde the spanish ministers urged his restoration not only to all his possessions but to his governments and dignities as well the demand was at this stage formally and decisively refused by mazarin but it was the future rather than the present which as usual most occupied mazarin's thoughts just as in the peace of westphalia he had been looking to the future weakening of the power of austria when he helped to secure the independence of the separate german states so now he was looking to the future absorption of the spanish monarchy into that of france when treating for what had long been looked to as a foremost condition of peace between the two kingdoms the marriage of louis with the infanta the grounds of his expectation lay in the peculiarity of the spanish law of succession a peculiarity which dated from the eleventh century not only did the crown descend to the daughter where no male heirs in direct descent were living but contrary to the custom of europe it was by her carried to her husband it was this law by which in twelve seventeen castile and leon and in fourteen seventy nine castile and aragon were united and which by the marriage of jean la folle the heiress of the spanish monarchy to philippe le bel the heir to the austrian dominions and the low countries made their son charles v the sovereign of nearly half the known world but in sixteen twelve when the marriage of louis the thirteenth and anne of austria opened up the possibility of a combination still more threatening the union namely of the french and spanish crowns the general alarm of europe and the national jealousy in spain brought about a breach of this law the contract of marriage then drawn up contained an entire renunciation by anne of all pretensions to the spanish throne by herself and her descendants and this renunciation was after the marriage reaffirmed both by herself and louis the thirteenth a similar renunciation was now insisted upon on the part of marie therese and louis the fourteenth mazarin exhausted all his art to evade the spanish demand the prospect of this succession had been foremost in his mind ever since sixteen forty six when he was hoping to come to terms with spain before the peace of westphalia and now although there seemed no present likelihood of the renunciation being referred to since in sixteen fifty eight and sixteen fifty nine two sons were born to philip the fourth and the claims of the infanta would be dormant during their lives yet these sons being both delicate one died in sixteen sixty and the other in sixteen sixty one his anxiety to avoid the renunciation was as great as though no such obstacle existed failing in this mazarin as usual gained his ends by indirect means he demanded a dowry of five hundred thousand crowns with the infanta of which one-third was to be paid on the day before the marriage and he refused to proceed with the treaty until this demand was agreed to he then instructed his secretary leon to whom was entrusted along with don pedro coloma the task of drawing up the contract to procure the insertion of a clause setting forth that the validity of the renunciation should be dependent upon the punctual payment of these sums after much diplomatic fencing the skill of leon overcame the reluctance of coloma and this condition which contains the key to the french policy of the next four years 
was duly included in the contract whether from inability to raise the money or more probably because coloma having died in the interval the condition was overlooked by the spanish ministers the first sum had not been paid when the marriage took place and the renunciation was therefore invalid on the next day mazarin and lyon were able to congratulate one another upon having thus completely outwitted spain the question of portugal had next to be settled that kingdom had in sixteen forty recovered its independence and the duke of braganza under the title of john the fourth had since worn the crown he had from that time been a thorn in the side of spain and had been actively assisted by france so anxious was mazarin not to lose this source of support in the future that he actually offered to restore to spain all the french conquests in the low countries if the independence of portugal might be recognized in the treaty but spain had set her mind upon reducing this rebellious province and all that mazarin could obtain for her was a truce of three months while on the part of the king of france it was promised that he would never directly or indirectly give to her any aid whatsoever public or secret it will however be seen that when a convenient time came this promise was easily evaded on one other point mazarin found himself compelled to give way conde's future again occupied a large part of the conferences which he held with don luis de haro at the isle of pheasants in the bidishoa river de haro threw over the preliminary treaty in this respect and demanded in the most pressing manner that conde should be fully restored mazarin at length yielded the prince was reinstated in his possessions honours and dignities receiving the government of burgundy with possession only of dijon and saint louis de lone instead of guienne and the dignity of grand master of the household for his son but mazarin gained an ample equivalent aven one of the most valuable towns in hainaut with philippeville and marienburg as well as the territory of conflans under the pyrenees were ceded to france while the duchy of juliers was restored to her ally the duke of neuburg moreover as mazarin said conde now gained no more than he certainly would have received after giving in his submission to the king finally the duke of lorraine was provided for he was re-established in his duchy with the exception of moyonvic and the districts of bar and clermont stenay dun and jarmetz which became french he was compelled to promise that he would join no league against france and would allow her armies to pass freely through his territory the importance with which this settlement was invested throughout europe was seen in the presence at the place of conference of deputies from sweden austria germany the commonwealth of england and the exiled charles the second sweden and the rhine leagues were clamorous for the aid of france against the emperor who again in defiance of the treaty of westphalia had invaded pomerania the affairs of england too received much attention both spain and france were well disposed toward charles but it was important for france to have the good will of england in view of a possible renewal of the war and england at present meant the commonwealth mazarin therefore declined charles's offers including his proposal to marry the cardinal's niece hortense mancini and when restored to hand over the government of ireland and refused to help in his restoration 
further he satisfied lockhart the english ambassador by agreeing that charles should not be allowed to employ the forces which conde would leave when taken back into favour with respect to the war which continued between spain and england it was agreed that france should preserve a complete neutrality such were the principal provisions of the peace of the pyrenees which gave a short period of repose to southern europe for spain it was what the peace of westphalia had been for austria a confession of weakness and mark of decline for france it was as that peace had also been a fresh step toward european supremacy but france though she had gained much though her boundaries were now the rhine and the crest of the pyrenees though she had prepared for the future by the formation of the rhine league and the spanish marriage and though she had established a foothold among the fortresses of the north-east had unhappily both for herself and europe been unable to force from spain that complete rampart for paris the determination to secure which had been the main reason for the earnestness with which throughout all the difficulties of the last fifteen years she had bent herself to the war and so it was that what might have been a lasting peace was indeed only a truce the attempt to make good this unfulfilled desire forms the subject matter so to speak of the intrigue and the fighting of the next eighteen years End of section nine